right, guys. Hey, welcome to the FFL Skies the Limit Call. My name is Stephen Yee. I am your host today. Uh, before we get started and um, we introduce our, our special guest, I wanted to go over some housekeeping stuff. Um, <clears throat> here within the next week or two, it feels like, we have our Kicks for Kids event with FFL USA. Um, you know, Sean Mike and the Dream Center, FFL and the Dream Center, we've always, we did this for the last year or two already, and it's been great where we uh, basically donate shoes to underprivileged kids in LA County. Um, so the charity event is on Sunday, June 12th at 1 p.m. at the LA Dream Center. The following day, which is Monday the, on the 13th, we're gonna have a summer sales seminar at uh, the Dream Center Church, right? Which is like down the street. So make sure you get a chance to register, usa.fflusa.com slash K4K22, all right? Um, the other thing that I can tell you is um, the training is free, right? The event is free, which needs to show up, okay? Um, next thing I want to talk about is our call schedule for this week. So right now we have our agency-wide call, our sky's the limit call. I know we have, it is Memorial Day and most people should be working. Um, but here at 2 p.m. later on today, David Chen's going to be leading the phone script workshop. You know, the thing that most people dread or are scared of. That's the thing that we need to do, all right? And, and David's going to be leading that. Tomorrow, we have our new agent orientation at 3 p.m. with myself. At 4 p.m., we're doing our leads one-on-one call. And this upcoming Thursday for our in-home clinic, it's going to be held with Robert Kakish, Hall of Fame producer and senior VP with FFL Frontline. So um, with that being said, I'm excited to be able to um, introduce our guests to every single one of you guys. Um, I had a pleasure of, you know, meeting him and, and talking to him about two, three weeks ago. And I've, I've watched him from a, from a distance. I, I've had a chance to watch his business grow, um, you know, talk to the people that he works with. And they're like, dude, if you need someone to interview and you need to find out someone that's growing quickly and selling at a high clip, you definitely need to talk to Matt Borsch. So uh, Matt is a Hall of Fame producer. His agency is protecting about 700 families a month currently right now. And he's been here for a short time. So please help me welcome to the call, uh, Hall of Fame producer, Matt Borges. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, man. Happy Memorial Day. Yeah, likewise. And thank you for hopping on. You know, one of the, and before we dive into it, right, that's one of the things that I, I never really understood. Maybe it's because, you know, you're self-employed for such a long time and all that. It's like, it's like we're entrepreneurs. Like, there isn't really a holiday. It's just a no normal day for us, right? And so, um but that's just me. Anyways, hey, so for people that don't know your story, right, like, can you kind of share with us your background, how you fell into Family First Life, um, you know, all that good stuff, like, what did you do prior, how long you've been here, how you found the company, all that stuff? Yeah, I would love to. First of all, I'm 26, so not a ton of backstory to be had, but uh, <laughs> just kind of sharing as much as I can. Um, I've been uh, in uh, with FFL, and then this is the first experience for me in life insurance as well. Uh, so I've been here for uh, just two years now. Uh, June was the first, uh, first week of June was the first family that I protected in 2020. So we're just, we're just uh, at the two year mark now. Uh, prior to that, I was uh, in the lawn care industry in sales. Um, did door-to-door -door sales for three years. Yeah, lawn care, man. Give me your credit card. I'll take care of your weeds or maybe at least. <laughs> it's not my job. <laughs> so yeah, that was door-to-door um, -door, uh, through college. Uh, did that for three years. Um, and then same company, different position. When I graduated, got married, took an account manager role. I just went to a real small uh, Christian college, studied uh, secondary education, uh, and found out that I don't have the required patience to work with kids. <laughs> I enjoy teaching, but, uh, but that's some next level, uh, next level patience that, that oh, I didn't, yeah. I'm working on, but didn't quite have. So uh, I kind of stayed pursuing the uh, the sales industry. Um, I just was kind of looking at, you know, I don't have any obvious incredible talents um, or obviously any uh, big degree or anything like that. Um, but what I saw I saw in sales is the ability to prove yourself. You know, the ability to kind of uh, go out and make your own living. Um, if you if you're good at it, or then you get paid. You know, so. Um, so that's what I was doing for six years. I got married to my beautiful wife, Cynthia. We've been married four years now. Congratulations. And, uh, anyway, thanks. So uh, summer or spring 2020, I should say, um, Caleb, Amaro, Gabe Erickson, uh, buddies of mine for a long time from school and college. 
um, approached me with, uh, with this pyramid scheme. They were like, Hey, <laughs> you, you can go out there and, uh, make as much in a day in a week as you're making in a whole month at your current job. They were showing me the paychecks and the deposits to prove it, you know, back before the old FTC started yeah. hammering us. Right. But, uh, but no, they were, uh, uh, they were showing me this and you know, I was 24 at the time. Um, I knew everything. I knew that salary plus commission sales was the way to go. Um, and that this new thing they were getting into just, uh, it, it didn't, it didn't seem right to me. Like I was like, there's no way that you can make that much money and it's stable. And like, I don't know. It didn't make sense. It didn't make sense at the time. I, I, all kinds of red flags were going up for me. Um, but I wasn't happy where I was at. And we weren't, my wife and I weren't really making progress towards, you know, the goals that we had set for ourselves. We were just kind of, uh, you know, paying the bills, but not getting ahead. Right. You know, I feel like that's a lot of people's story. And so that's where we were at. I was trying to figure out what that next move was for me. Couldn't figure it out. They approached me with this. Um, I, I was like, I don't know, guys, I, that, that doesn't make sense. But uh, at least I looked into it. Um, and when I saw that I didn't have to sign any contracts. And I could do it part time on the weekends. You know, my my still account manager job was just Monday through Friday. So I was like, well, let me let me at least give it a shot and prove that they're idiots, right? <laughs> so <laughs> that uh, got contracted and uh, and then started part time in uh, June 2020. Um, ordered me some uh, game time leads, called through them all once, booked a grand total of four appointments, and decided that the lead sucked. But I still ran those four appointments and didn't help any of those families. And I was like, Oh, so, so I can't do this then, huh? But uh, I was like, you know what, it was just one weekend, let me try again. Right. So you know, the definition of insanity, it'd be exact same thing, put the exact same minimum effort in again, the next weekend, saw the exact same results <laughs> love for it. appointments. <laughs> no, no sales, no families protected whatsoever. Um, I wasn't, you know, and just, you know, where we were at at the time, I wasn't door knocking. <laughs> I was not texting the clients like nothing. It was uh, very silly, you know, obvious to me looking back now why I wasn't seeing any results, right? But at least I was reaching out and staying plugged in. Um, and uh, Gabe noticed that. So he was like, hey, I've got this appointment I can't make it to. It's Wednesday night. Um, when you're done with work, can you go run it? It's 20 minutes from your house. It's like, sure, whatever, fine. I'll go do it. Uh, go out there, um, screw everything up. Didn't log into AMAM before I decided, Gabe told me that I needed to look at AMAM and I'm in there for, it was a little over two hours, but super nice couple, knew they needed it and I helped them both out. Uh, the commissions from helping those two people out were equivalent to a two week paycheck wow. at my current job. Right. <laughs> and like I wasn't making bank, but you know, I was gross in 70, 75 at, at that right. job, you know, and. If I had a killer sales year, maybe I could push 80, right? <laughs> and uh, so then I saw that. I was like, okay, I screwed everything up. Absolutely sucked. But I just kept at it. And they knew they needed it. And it worked. <laughs> and so that was the validation that I was looking for to be like, okay, well, maybe I won't ever do this on the level that Caleb or Gabe are doing it at. But if I do half of what they're doing, I'm still making more than where I'm currently at and I didn't hate it. So let me jump in. So I turned in my two weeks notice, uh, much to the uh, chagrin of my current boss, who was a friend and father figure. He was like, man, you, you're throwing your life away. Like, I don't, if you're not going to stay here, at least go somewhere where you can still pay the bills, but don't jump into something like that. I've done stuff like that before. Um, and he was saying it out of, you know, love, obviously that, that, you know, it's not loving to say that to someone, but, uh, but yeah, so so I jumped in uh, full time uh, July first, twenty twenty. From July first to the end of that year, um, obviously this is a business, right? So I netted more in this business than my wife and I grossed the entire previous year wow. in twenty nineteen. And I sucked. I mean, I I wasn't good. I've made every mistake in the book you can think of, whether it's leads or schedule or you know we can we can talk about every mistake there is, but. Uh, but that's how crazy this industry is and this opportunity is here at FFL that as long as you keep going, it's going to work. I love that, man. So that's, and then that's the start. 
you, you said something earlier, you know, the, like a father figure, a guy that you worked with, like, I saw something the other day that was like, just because they love you doesn't mean they're going to give you sound advice. And like that hit home because like when I got my insurance license, my mom, you know, she granted, she ran a little mom and pop, you know, boutique business too. But she was like, Oh my gosh, like, what did you get yourself into? Like, please don't do that. Like you're, you're going to dig yourself in a great, I'm like, what the heck. Right. And now it's kind of like, we knew you can do it. Like, we're so happy for you. And I'm like, what changed? Right. (laughs) But, but I say that Matt, because like sometimes our loved ones, like, although they think they're trying to protect us, it's almost like they turned themselves into an enemy that allowed us to push ourselves into the success that we have. Right. So that was very unique, but I wanted to ask you like, your first week you bought leads, you didn't make any sales. What made you do it again? Um, I saw what I saw what these guys were doing, and uh, and I think a lot of people on this call will understand the saying. This isn't like a pride thing. It's hey, if they can do it, I can at least do it to some extent. Right. You know, and just the the fact that okay, these guys are crushing it. These are the leads they're running. And they're crushing it. So I think it was a little bit of a pride thing in the sense that, okay, I'm not going to get out of this without at least making my money back. Right. Um, but then it was also the, the, the kind of competitive edge of, Hey, if they're, if they're doing, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure it out. And right. so I, I think that's what it was. And just also the fact that, you know, I had never spent money to make money before. So, you know, with the wife and a mortgage, like I, I need to, I need to make this back. I can't just give up. Like, right. how is that? How does that make any sense? Um, so I think it was a, a mix of a couple different things, but I think that's what it boils down to. Got it. And so like you went two weeks mm-hmm. without a sale. Well, I mean, eight appointments. <laughs> so. Right. right, right. But, but I'm two weeks this, of time. <laughs> right. Eight appointments, by the way, is like, like one day for most people now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> book a full-time schedule. But, but the, what I'm asking is like, there's so many people on this call that after four days, they would have been like, I'm out. This doesn't work. Why did you not quit? It, it, yeah. You knew Caleb, you knew Gabe and all that, but it's like mm-hmm. two weeks of no results. You're like, well, that's a lot of waste of time. Yeah. I mean, um, sorry. I don't know if I'm breaking up or, or you are, I'm on, I'm on some, the best Wi-Fi I could find. I'll put it that way. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the, uh, I think it's just the, the, the pride and the dedication of I'm going to make this work no matter what, it may not be the thing that I end up doing, but I'm going to make it happen. Right. So, um, I, I don't think it's that complicated. I, I wish, I wish I could give you something profound, but no, I think no. it was just the fact that, you know, Hey, I'm spending this, you know, 500, 550, whatever it was per batch, you know, I've spent a thousand bucks. What am I going to do? Just throw in the towel. Right. Like I didn't get, I didn't get anything out of it. So let me at least, let me at least make that back. And, uh, and, and I didn't hate what I was doing. I just wanted to see it click. And, you know, just like any, even if you look at this thing, like a job, you don't figure out the job in the first two weeks. Right. Like that's, that's not the thing that happens in any industry or any job. So just, just wanting to make sure I gave it a fair shot. I love that. And see, like, that's, I, I say that because like, you know, I was that guy, like, like, man, my first 14 appointments, I went over 14, you know, and people were like, why didn't you quit? And I'm like, cause I knew Joe and Trey. And if they figured it out, I was going to find a way to figure it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was like my only answer. And I was like, I knew what they were making. And I'm like, I knew I wasn't very good, but as long as I didn't quit, like, this would all work itself out one way or the other. Right. So, um, cool. So when you, when you first got started six months, you, you did pretty well. When you made a decision to go hall of fame, what clicked? Yeah. Um, so that first six months was, I think me kind of growing up in a lot of ways, um, just as, as a human, as a man, as a business owner, um, and then as an, an insurance agent, it was, a, it was a lot of maturing. Uh, for me in a lot of different ways. Um, so I was figuring out a lot of different, a lot of different struggles, um, you know, how to be consistent, even when you have some money in the bank account, you know, not, not working from, from behind um, and, and staying consistent, even when you had 
you know, a couple four figures sitting in the bank account and, you know, oh, it's Memorial Day. I don't have to work because right. I'm good. Right. You know, uh, growing out of the, those kind of mindsets. Um, and then um, once I saw what that could do, you know, the the issue paid report uh, for the first year, I helped 230 families wow. in six months. So I was like, OK, well, just if, if I figured all this out and screwed up so much, then that means I just got to at least, you know, do the same thing, if not a little bit more. Right. Um, and by that point, I was starting to wise up as well. What I mean by that is I was very selfish. I literally told Gabe when I started, I was like, I'm never going to tell anyone about this. My first question that I asked him was, do I have to sell friends and family or do I ever have to recruit anyone? That was my first question. <laughs> right. And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, and so those first six months were, were me growing up and realizing, okay, if an average schmuck like me can make this thing work to this extent, why would I not tell other people about it? I'm not doing it for me, right? Because I think there's two ways to recruit. You can recruit from the, hey, what can you do for me? Right. And we've all seen that that doesn't work, whether we've tried it or seen other people try it, that doesn't work. And that's not how FFL works either. That's why it doesn't work here. Because if you try to recruit that way, it's not going to work out. You're never going to have any people to, to help. Um, but if you recruit from the sense of how many agents can I possibly help change their situation and reach their goals, that's where it works out. That's where a team starts to form. That's where this thing gets really, really fun. And so that's where around the turn of the year, I started having those aha moments. And so I realized that, okay, if I'm going to have a team and I'm going to lead from the front and I'm going to build any size business, you know, obviously by that time I was starting to understand what integrity meant and, um, and what that could do for my family and others. Um, so I realized, okay, there's, it's non-negotiable for me to hit hall of fame. Like that's not like uh, the way I look at it, this business, I, I know you'll be able to relate. You've been here longer than I have. A month here at FFL is a year in the real world. Oh, 100%. and I could take a lie detector test and that would like ring as truth. Like that's how much I believe that statement. And so I realized I'm not going to give up 12 years of hard work because I wasn't focused or committed or intentional. You know, it, you see so many people in December scrambling to help enough families before Christmas and New Year's. You know, and it's, it's always sad to me. It's like, really? You didn't know that Christmas and New Year's were coming <laughs> right. back in May? <laughs> like you couldn't protect just one extra family a week. So you didn't have to run 45 appointments between Christmas and New Year's and just pray <laughs> that America issues that business. You know, so I just, those were some of the thoughts that I had going into 21 is, okay, I want to build a big business. What does that look like? Well, it's, you know, I didn't reinvent anything. It was all just copy paste. And Sean Mike says, well, you got to leave from the front. Integrity is not going to want you if you don't know how to hit Hall of Fame and help a lot of clients and then help a bunch of agents, help a bunch of clients. Right. So that, that's kind of what 2021 was for me, was just writing a bunch of business, helping a bunch of families so that I could lead from the front, prove that it works, um, be able to share that with others and throw all the money back into the business uh, to learn all the lessons that building a business requires and all the tens of thousands of dollars that those lessons require. So that's what 2021 was, just figuring it out, leading from the front, shoveling it all back in. I love it. I love it. And see, like, that's the, you said something like, how, how did you not know Christmas and New Year's was coming up, right? Like, but like Sean says this all the time, like, that's why capitalism works. You know what I mean? Like people do know it's just that when you don't have proper financial literacy, you spend everything you have. You don't save for a rainy day. You don't have six months in bills ready to go. You don't have, you know, like you put Christmas and all that on a credit card, knowing that there's a 23% interest rate on there. You know what I mean? Like they do that. And it's like, I'm so thankful for family first life. Like we just, you know, we just had our, our call with Sean every Monday morning and it's like, he said something, he was like, you know, on a hundred percent contract, if the client, if someone sold, you know, a thousand dollar policy, they would make 750 bucks in like two days. Right. And we can post that. Right. And he was like, 
we used to do this like 10 times a week. Like, do you understand you can write yourself out of your bills in like a month? That's what messes people up here is because it's so easy that you fall into the trap that you're like, eh, I can do it. I can do it when it comes. No, it's like, but nobody likes to be under that type of pressure. You know what I mean? So um, that's great, man. I love it. What is this? What's the stuff that you do in the home that you think allows you to close at such a high clip? Um, well, I don't really, um, my, okay. my close rates, uh, 50, 57, 58% lifetime Good in two know. years. That's Probably. so it, it's not, I mean, it's, it's not insane. Um, you know, in my sit rates, 60, 65, I'm virtual now. So obviously it's dropping there, but, um, I was in the field for the first year and a half. Right. Um, so yeah, it's none of it was any crazy numbers, but you know, your numbers and it's a business. So just, you know, follow, follow the numbers. That's the, right. it's just a math equation at that point. And you just have to keep doing it. Um, and you have to, and, and that both, and that should help you. You can use it to hurt you, but you can also use it to help you in, in the sense of if you have a bad day or a bad week, I find it took me a while, but I finally got to the point where it actually got me excited because I knew my numbers so that I knew that if I, didn't help five families in a row that I sat with that the next five families, it was going to be great. Come on, I right. just had to get there and, and not be an idiot and not screw it up and not get in my head and not have a crappy attitude. You know, I knew that if it was just a day full of people, no showing and rescheduling that, Hey, as long as I had appointments on the schedule the next day, it's going to work out. And then if I had a whole week where four run days in a row, none of them worked out. I got real excited. I'm like, oh man, Next week <laughs> the field really fun. owes me. You know, you yeah. hear that all the time, but the numbers always work out, always work out every month, every month, your numbers work out. But so many agents, they'll have a bad day or, or especially the bad weeks. That's, that's where it gets to people when they run 25, 30 appointments and they don't help as many families as they think they should have. And so then they let that, maybe they don't let it affect their activity the next week, but it affects their mindset. And so they have the same activity, but the mindset sucks. So it doesn't matter. They might as well have just stayed home because they're not going to help anyone because they're, they're too focused on themselves. And then from there, now you've had two bad weeks in a row. Now it's starting to affect your activity. And, and, and you've seen this time and time again. I, I know it's, it's a bad week, but they're like, oh, I'm still going to do it. Steve, I'm not quitting yet. I got this. <laughs> then, the you know, then the next week they go out there focused on themselves and their bank account and and everything's about them um maybe even subconsciously you know they're not you know we've all been in this point where you're not going out there purposely concerned about yourself but you're not actively putting the client first and trying to help that family that you're with and so then you don't help anyone now you have if you're anywhere within the first six months of this business you probably don't have any money at that point and you're freaking out and you're rethinking everything you're like oh steve I, uh, what what leads should i buy because these aren't working anymore and Oh, you're, you're rethinking everything and chargebacks all of a sudden become a problem, even though you hadn't noticed them the past couple of weeks. But now those attachment emails from America are freaking you out every morning when you wake up, you know, so it's um, it's just it's just a doom loop that that you can get stuck in if you don't focus. Sorry, that was a rabbit trail. I don't remember how we got off on that. No. But if you don't focus on uh, on uh, helping that family. Oh, the numbers, the closing rate. That's how we got on that one. Yeah, but see, like, you know, what's so funny is like, Although what you're talking about is, is real, by the way, I was like the opposite of that. I was like, I had a good week. So you know what that means, Matt? A bad one's coming. You know what I mean? Like if I protected 15, 20 families this week, I was like, uh-oh, that means next week I'm going to suck. Which almost like, like mind effed me to like work double as hard the following week because I knew the numbers were going to be bad. So I had to average the numbers out if that kind of makes sense. Right. Like, yeah, of course. And see, like, that's why, like, sometimes when people are like, they have great weeks, I'm like, Oh, they're going to feel it because that means mm -hmm. a bad one. It's just the numbers. But like, mm -hmm. if you can outwork the bad weeks, like I always, I, I learned this, I believe from Paul, it's like, you can have a bad week, you a bad day. You might have a bad day. You may have a bad week, but you can't have a bad month. You can't have 30 days of bad days. It's not possible. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just not. And so um, the numbers and the numbers, it, it's just what it is. So, but that's, that's so interesting that you say that. Like, 
it's fascinating because I ask everybody that's a Hall of Fame producer that question purposely. It's always loaded. It's like, what's your closing rate? And everybody time and time again, it's like, no, it's not that high. Actually, it's like 50%. Most people that are brand new think that Hall of Fame producers close at like an 85, 90% clip. And I'm like, no, that's not true. Far from it, you know? Um, but, but like share with us your in-home structure. How do you set the table? Like, how do you, do you are you a top-down seller? Do you give them three options? Like, how do you do all that stuff? hundred percent. So um, I'm, I'm really, 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 really bad at um, overcoming objections. Um, they fluster me. They get me frustrated um, for a while. I, and I've gotten better at working on it, but I'm pretty sure it would just light up on my face. Cause I could, looking back, I could see it in the client's face because they would say something stupid. And then my face would tell them that I think they just said something stupid. And then from there, you know, it's, <laughs> it's yeah. all downhill. Um, so I, I tried to set up every one of my in-homes with the sole purpose of pulling out every single stupid little objection that's going to come up. Right. So that way, when we get down to it, they have no choice but to make a good decision for their family. Right. And so that's, that's the whole mindset and thought process going into it is how do I make this just the most obvious, logical decision possible for them to protect their family? So that, that's the mindset going into it because that's where it starts, right? And is the mindset in this business. Um, going in, I'm setting the table, uh, just very, very clear. I prefer mortgage protection. Obviously, you know, you got to have a diversification of lead flow. Prefer mortgage protection. So I'll just run through uh, that one real quick. So it's, um, and I, I do it the same, whether it's virtual or in-home, I do it exactly the same. Nothing changed. The only thing that changes is your show rates and right. that's it. So, um, <clears throat> so I, uh, Steven, sorry, I forget your wife's name. Is it Julie? Janelle, I don't remember. Janelle, dang it. Sorry. Um, so Steve Janelle, nice to meet you guys. Here's my license, letting you know I'm certified here with the state of Nevada to help you with the coverage today. Obviously, I'm out here to talk to you guys uh, about the mortgage protection, making sure that you guys are covered uh, no matter what happens to you. Um, this is the form you filled out, or if it's a call-in lead, obviously those are a little more vague. Um, so I'm just referencing the loan there. So just to confirm that I've got the right file here on you guys, uh, loan with Quicken Loans here uh, for 375. Is that correct? Yep. Awesome. Got it. So this is what we're going to be handling for you guys today. Uh, this is just a one and done, Steve. Uh, so in other words, you're not going to have to see me multiple times. You're actually not going to have to pee in a cup or see a physician at any point in this process. There's just a one-time meeting uh, where we're going to close out your file one of two ways. Uh, we're going to go through this questionnaire. It'll take about six minutes to go over your health and your budget. Your health is going to help me figure out what you might qualify for. All the qualifications for this is based off of health, not your credit score. So you can breathe easy. Your credit's not going to get checked again. That's fine. Uh, they just care about your health, making sure how healthy you are for these coverages. And we're going to go over your budget because Steve, I don't want to waste your guys' time going through 20 minutes of this only to show you options that you can't afford. Right, you just bought the house, you got all these random stuff popping up, you're trying to figure out your budget, we have to make sure that whatever we look at today is going to fit in that budget without putting you guys on a ramen noodle diet. Uh, so we're going to go through about six, seven minutes of these health and budget questions, make sure it's something you can qualify for, something you can afford. And then from there, we're going to do one of two things. Once we look at the options, think about it and answer any questions that you have, we're going to either apply for one of those options, see if we can get you approved, or you can decline the coverage, say, Matt, I don't want mortgage protection. Either one's totally fine by me. I don't get a raise or get fired depending on what you do. My job is to find the best option for you guys available here in the state of Nevada. And once we find that, I'll help you apply and get approved. Is that fair? Yep. Awesome. So, so now we've just explained who I am, uh, what we're there to do, how we're going to do it, and making sure that, hey, I'm on your side. We're looking at everyone that offers mortgage protection here in the state of Nevada to make sure we find the best one available to you. Um, and so there, I'm just jumping into financial inventory. Don't overthink the financial inventory. Just go through all of it. Obviously, as you get better, you'll develop more rapport with the different questions that you ask. And, you know, that's, uh, I'm not a rapport guy at all. Um, I'll do that as we go. So, you know, when they say they work somewhere, you know, how long you've been there, if they, if manager or director is anywhere in their title, I'll say, oh, so you're a professional babysitter, huh? You know, so just stuff like that to try to try to pull out some personality or something um, to, to get them, you know, to everyone's always when you're first sitting down for the most part, you can tell they're a little defensive. They're a little wary. They're like, OK, why is this guy here? I thought I was done. So, you know, I'm just I'm just trying to keep the keep the guard down 
and hey, I'm here to help you. And so that's the that's my mindset, and that's what I'm trying to convey through all my tones, body language, word tracks throughout the the whole opening, and then financial inventory. From there, um, I'm running a pre-screening. Um, if you're not using the pre-screening tool in America, I think you're a fool because it, it literally causes you not to be able to help families. Like if if you tell someone about living benefits and they're not going to qualify, like you're not going to help them. Like that's not a thing that that can happen. So um, anyway, so uh, you run the pre-screening, you figure out what you're going to show them, you run your quotes. And I literally, I will, I will write down the quotes almost like we're in fourth grade taking a test. And I don't want you to see what I'm writing down. I will not let them see <laughs> what we are looking at without context. Love so I'm going to write those options. And then something that I had to put in place for myself um, and my personality is I do not show options until it's gotten awkward. So what I mean by that is I'm not, I'm not a great Brian Mendenhall, here's my life story, make you cry uh, kind of a personality. Uh, so what I do is um, opening, set the table, here's what we're doing today, financial inventory, make sure I understand everything about their situation, both health and finances. From there, I've got the answers. I know that they're going to be approved or you know, what, at least we have a good shot at whatever I'm writing down. And then from there, I don't let them see it. That's when I look at them. Uh, last question for you guys, Janelle, this is an awkward one, uh, but I ask every single family I sit with this question because most people, unfortunately, they don't think about this kind of a thing until it's too late, right? right? You can't be on the side of the road with a messed up car calling State Farm asking for car insurance. That's not how it works, right? You guys might not think that you need this today, but that's the point <laughs> because you can't get it when you need it. So that's what we're doing today. Uh, so Janelle, Tomorrow, um, Steven's normally home at what, 6.30? Okay, yeah. So it's 7.30. He's still not home. He's not answering the phone. You're starting to have some really unpleasant thoughts as to why he's not home and not letting you know. Uh, you get that call, and uh, it's the hospital saying, hey, we found your number in emergency contacts on Steve's phone. Uh, he was in a bad accident. He's here in the emergency room. You know, you're grabbing the kids. You're throwing them in the car. Probably didn't even put the dog in the crate because you were so distracted. You're rushing to the hospital, breaking every speed limit, running every red light that you can with your flashers on. Um, we don't know if he's going to make it, let alone if he's going back to work. How do you guys get through that financially? What does that look like for you? And then I sit back, look him in the eye, and I just wait to see what they're going to say. Um, that makes it awkward. It makes it awkward on a call like this. It just saying that kind of a thing makes it awkward. So that's my, what I mean. I will not allow myself to show options unless it's been awkward. And you'll try to fool yourself. You'll think, oh, this person has money. They get finances. They get logic, right? Oh, this person's older. They just told me they lost someone last month. So they're going to get this. No problem. I can save time. I don't have to do this. <laughs> You're kidding yourself every time. You make it awkward. You make sure that they go down that thought process until you get to the point where there's not any answers, right? Because the first thing they say might not be, oh, hey, I'm screwed, we're losing the house, right? A lot of people will be like, oh, you know, we would figure it out. Hey, yep, Stephen, I respect that. Uh, but unfortunately, like you can't figure it out because you're in the ER and Janelle's got two kids and she's freaking out. She's not sure what she's going to do. And she needs to be the one that is able to answer this. Where do you guys go? Because it looks like your budget's getting cut in half. Because we know the short-term, long-term disability aren't taking care of you, like what you need. And then health insurance doesn't give you money. It just discounts your new bills. You already have all your regular bills, plus these extra ones. And you're making less money. How do you guys get through that? So once you've gotten to that point, you already have your quotes ran. So now it's like, all right, Steve, you know, which one of these options do you guys think makes the most sense to make sure you don't have to? We can't keep this situation from happening we can at least make sure you have an answer for it financially. Which one do you think makes the most sense for you guys based on the coverage that you're looking for and making sure it fits in the budget without making you lose a car or only eat ramen going forward. And if you've done your job well to that point, you've set the table properly, you've gone through a good financial inventory and you've gotten awkward, nine times out of 10, they just point at one. Right. And so that's, that's all it is. And, and that's, that's how you, you close at a high percentage, right? Just because you figured out their situation and showed them something that's going to help them. I love that because 
I never put it that way, but I'm like, when you were like, yeah, I'm going to write my notes and cover them. I'm like, what I used to do, Matt, was I used to write like crap on purpose. So they could, oh, there you, go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but I'm like, the reasoning is because they don't need to know what's on my paper yet. Right. And I, I almost wanted to like sit on the edge of their seat and like peek over to like, look at what I'm doing on purpose. Like, I'm not going to talk to them during that time frame because I want it, like you said, to be awkward, like really awkward. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and like that awkward silence thing. And like you said something like you're role playing, you dive into it. Okay, perfect. Steve Janelle, if Steve doesn't come home, what are you going to do? Like, most people think it's cheesy, but it's like, it's not cheesy when it actually happens though. You know what I mean? Like I mean, if it was cheesy, can, can it be cheesy to protect a family? Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> because that date, unfortunately might come for some of our clients. And so that's why I'm like preparation, right? Like, and, and see, like I, I use, I'm like so direct. It's horrible. I'm like, do you see how flustered she is? Yeah. Dude, you're still here, by the way. You're not dead yet. She's flustered with you here. Imagine when you're not. You know what I mean? Like, you can make decisions right now. You're comprehending things. But, like, when you're actually not here and you make soul, you, you make all the income and she doesn't make anything, all these negative thoughts are going to be creeping in her mind. Everybody grieves differently. Six months, nine months, 12 months, two years. It depends. There's no set number, you know, and it's like, and then like, that's what makes you really good, Matt. Like I'm watching your in-home presentation. I'm like, I'd buy like it, your in-home presentation mimics almost all the hall of fame producers that I've seen, you know? And, And like you said, you're, you're, what we do here is not difficult. It's once you understand a few of these things, you can mimic it, put your own flavor on it. Cause it's your style. Now it's boom, Matt's presentation. You know, yeah, that's all it is. It's, it's just copy paste. <laughs> Nothing I've ever done in this business has been original to me. I knew I needed to hit hall of fame and I knew there were hundreds of people that have already done it. So, okay, well, what are they doing? Right. You just splice it all together with whatever eventually feels comfortable to you after you've run the numbers and it works. Like I'm sure there's something in there that's from you. I've watched <laughs> all kinds of every training video you've done. So you probably say, noticed you some, up, something in there. <laughs> what did you, where'd you pick up the apply to client stuff from? Dude, I don't know at this point. <laughs> I have no idea. That's when you funny. watch as many hundreds and hundreds of videos and hours of training and stuff, I, I can't tell you what I've made up, what what is from a training video or a conference or a convention or a phone call. It's hard to say. It's just because you immerse yourself in it to get as good as you can as quick as possible. If you want to win, that's that's all it is. The, the reason why I say that is because, dude, that that applied a client literally changed my business. Joe Miller is the one that taught it to me. And, you know, I've been sharing that thing for like the, for, for years, because it's like my first 14 appointments, every single one of my clients was like, I need to think about it. And I was like, okay. And I just packed my stuff and leave. Yeah. And then like, you get to a point where you're like, no, you're not going to think about it. You're going to make a decision <laughs> today. You're either going to apply or decline. I really don't care. You know what I mean? So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, man, that's great, man. I love the in-home structure. What is the most common objection you think you hear in the home or on virtual? Um, it's always going to be think about it because that's such a vague, you know, that's such a vague objection. It, okay. it tell, but basically something that I learned over time to, to understand is if you get an objection, that's your fault. Right. So I would get, I still do. I get so mad. Cause you know, it's coming, you right. know, before they say it, you can see it all over them. Right. You know, it's coming. And when I, when I get to that point where I realize I've screwed up, I missed something. I'm immediately getting so mad at myself. Cause I know what I missed, what I skipped. Cause I was lazy or distracted or responding to a text or, you know, whatever. Like I thought, Oh, I don't have to do it this time. Um, but yeah, it's, it's always going to be, I'm going to think about it. And at that point, in my mind, at least it's lost. So I'm going to, and it's my fault, you know? So, um, I'm not trying to, 
you know, I'm doing the, the classic, you know, three steps, you know, I think it's, is it Paul McLean, John Wetmore, one of them, you know, the, or Matt Smith, that's what it is, you know, where, hey, is it, do you understand the coverage, how it works? Okay. Any issues with me, I can send someone else out, you know, if, if I'm too weird. Okay. And then price, is that, is that the issue? Um, and then, uh, okay, let's lower the coverage, something like that. Um, but honestly, at that point, I feel like it's, it's lost and it's, you got to give it your best shot to overcome the, the objection. Uh, but at that point, that's a learning experience and you gotta, you gotta figure it out, uh, and, and help the next family. I love it. I love it. Yeah, man. That's, um, I feel like here's the funny part. There's only so many objections. You know what I mean? Like, like our Trey Honeycutt says this all the time, like our clients don't come together to conferences and try to learn new objections to give us but we come together yeah. as a sales force to be able to learn how to overcome their objections. And I say that because like, once you understand how to overcome those objections and you're like ready for one, they almost like never come anymore. Right. That's like, yeah, the no and, thing ever. Yeah. And then David said in the chat, like, obviously I'm not saying that it's, you know, you just give up and walk out at that point. Um, I'm trying to stress, especially to newer agents that, Hey, that's on you, not the client. Right. You know, because so many times you think, oh, they're idiots. Oh, they didn't, you know, they didn't hear me when I said apply to client. Did you, right? You know, the, someone will try to say, oh, did you hear me at the beginning when we said apply or decline and you agreed? Like, what, <laughs> what are they going to be like? Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, we'll apply. <laughs> you know, right. like, no, that's not, that's not the great way. So um, at that point, you're just, you're, you're understanding, hey, I did something wrong here. That I need to figure out what I did wrong and I need to improve. Um, but obviously, yeah, at that point, you're, you're definitely spending time to figure out, okay, where did I go wrong? Am I showing them too high a price because I didn't go through a good financial inventory? Um, did I not get emotional? Okay, well, let me try to backtrack at that point and, and, and get emotional, start asking the right questions uh, to bring in emotion. Um, but yeah, that was, that was my point there is you don't just, yeah, I don't want to just pack up and call the day, but in your mind, hey, I got a learning experience from this. That's where you're, you're getting out of that one and you're calling someone. Uh, that can call you out on your crap. Right. I love that. Um, cool. So, so, so how much, so now you're selling virtually. When did you make that switch? Um, made it uh, beginning of this year. Um, I'm blessed to have a business partner, um, Mike Irvling. Um, he was actually my boss when I first uh, worked at the true green door to door <laughs> in the lawn care industry. So, um, so that, that worked out real well. That's a, a whole other story. I'm happy to share some other time, but um so we decided that as the business is growing, um, one, we partnered because we have very complementary strengths and weaknesses. Um, and, and I needed to be able to focus on staff, hiring more staff, helping our managers grow. Um, but I still have to run appointments. And just with the way my lead flow was set up, I was driving two, three hours one way every day to go run all these different places um, around me. Because we have so many people in Northwest Indiana, Chicago, um, on our team, that's just they're, they're, you can't just like grab mortgage protection leads in the next county necessarily. Right. Um, so, so that's why I decided to go virtual was so I could still run the right amount of appointments, still fund the business, still lead from the front, but then also be able when you get that no show or that reschedule. Okay, hey, um, I'm making some recruiting calls, working with this recruiter, working with this manager to find some more staff, etc. So, so that it, it was a real simple decision for me. It was. Uh, I actually prefer in-home much more over virtually. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's more effective uh, for protecting families. Um, not that virtual can't be done, but I just uh, efficient, I guess I should say, not effective, efficient. Um, you're you're going to sit with more people. You're going to help more people. Um, so anyway, that's that's why I made the switch. I uh, was just with, with where the business was at, being able to be more involved uh, in the staff side of things and office side of things there. Got it. Yeah. Cause you know, one of the things that we've seen in our group, it's like virtual is great, but it's way tougher to learn. And if you don't have mm -hmm. any home experience, dude, virtual is tough, right? Yeah. Because you don't understand, it's brutal, yeah. you don't understand how to do the e-apps. And if there's any uncertainty in what you're doing, you automatically lose a sale because they just hang up. Right. So um, I love that. Um, as we wrap this up, Matt, you, you said that you know, you learned a lot of things not to do, right? If you were recruiting yourself again as a brand new agent and go, hey, these are three things that I wouldn't do 
and these are three things that I would do immediately, what would those things be? Absolutely. Um, so uh, my, my business partner, Mike, and I actually put on paper, uh, not, none of it was original to us, but just from all the different videos and trainings and everything that we've heard, witnessed ourselves, and then seen um, just six basic steps that if you follow every step for 30 days in a row, you will help a minimum and you'll have to a minimum of 15 families, um, even if it's your first month, just because what we do here is so copy paste, so cookie cutter. If you have a good attitude and work hard and you're coachable, it's going to work out. Um, so I guess I could just run through those because uh, those I've got right off the top of my head. Uh, the, the first one is consistently work hard. Um, obviously, if you ask 10 people on the street, if they're a hard worker, you're going to get 10 yeses. So what that means in our business, right, is um, if it's a dial day, you're making 500 plus dials or booking 15 plus appointments for the next 48 hours. Right. That's hard work on a dial day. Um, and if it's a run day, you're running eight appointments. That's a that's a full run day or more. Um, and if you don't have eight appointments, that means it's not a full day of work, but you still have to work hard. So you're dialing and door knocking to supplement, get extra activity in. So that way the next day can be more productive. Um, so that's working hard. You have to consistently buy leads. So many new people. Again, I struggle with every one of these. That's why when you asked it that way, it was just like, hey, well, I messed everyone up. So um, you, you'll buy a batch of leads and you're a W2 mindset. So you think, oh, I can't invest into my business more until I've made money. Right. Right. Because that was the mindset I had. Oh, I spent 500 bucks. Now, did I go back and rework the leads like any sane person would have? No, <laughs> no, he's not right away. Right. But, um, you know, the, the new agent will buy some leads and then they won't invest into any more until they deem appropriate, <laughs> which is typically never or not for a long time. Right. Every dial day, you have new to you leads to work. They don't have to be brand new, fresh $80 mortgage protection, but they have to be leads that you have not called. Because if you worked hard on the dial day, like we already talked about, you would have already called through all those at least nine times and texted them all. Right. So that's number two. You have to consistently buy leads, have new to you leads every dial day. You have to reach out daily. Our business is structured to where uplines, managers, mentors, whatever you want to call them, no one wins if you're not making a bunch of money. So reach out every day in the home and if you have a calendar appointment that you do not help you're reaching out afterwards for any reason so if you're working you'll find yourself out reaching out every day because you're either going to be in an appointment that you need help with because you don't know anything or you're not going to close every single appointment that you have in your calendar so that means you have something to learn um and then from there number four um you have to see this as a business so many people coming into this have never been business owners, have never been entrepreneurs. You have to see this as a business. It's not Uber. You can't just pick it up, drop it whenever you want. Right. Uh, that's how I treated it at the beginning. You know, it's, it's not a, a side hustle where, um, you know, you can just kind of do it when you want to, but you don't really want to right this weekend or whatever. This business either helps or hurts you. There's no middle ground, no middle ground. And so if you don't understand that, if you don't see this as a business, it's not going to help you. Uh, the fifth one is plugging in in three ways. You're on live dials every time you're dialing the phone. There are so many live dial groups. There's no reason not to be. Right. Uh, you're on every single training call that your agency does without fail with your camera on. Because the only reason you don't have your camera on is if you're not paying attention on a Zoom call. It's the only reason. And then on run, those are both dial days. On a run day, you're watching three training videos or podcasts. Not 20 and not zero. You're not drinking from a fire hydrant, but you're also mm -hmm. not just listening to music all day. Because if you watch, I feel like three is the magic number because you can actually take something and apply it that day to your business. Because at a certain point, you know, just, you just get numb to it. You get numb to all the information. Um, right. That's plugging in. And then the last one, I'll, I'll shut up. Number six, don't give yourself an out. No one, no one, absolutely zero people fail at FFL. They only quit. Right. They only quit. What we do is way too simple. Not easy. It's simple. What we do is way too simple. Anyone from any walk of life in any stage of life can take FFL and absolutely make it a massive success, massive success for their family. But if you give yourself an out, 
even if it's just a little bit of, oh, I'll give this a try. I'll see if this works. That's, that's a virus that will infect your mentality, which will then affect your activity, which will then push you out of the business. So you have to understand, even if you're part-time, you can be fully committed to, hey, this is going to work for me no matter what. I'm going to make this work for me no matter what. And if you have that mindset, that's where you see it. So those are just six things. You're just um, working hard, consistently buying leads, reaching out daily. You're seeing this as a business, being organized. You're plugging in and you don't give yourself an out. You do all six of those things 30 days in a row. You will have enough money to keep going. Right. And you keep doing that and, and it'll roll into a ton of, uh, a ton of families helped and a, and a massive success. I love that. I love that. Yep. I have nothing else to add, Matt. I appreciate you, man. That was uh, such a, <laughs> Absolutely, good, man. That's a great way to end the call. Like, I love it when you say there's no failures, only quitters. I'm like, yeah, that's actually really good. Cause that's so <laughs> true. Like there's yeah. no such thing as failing here at FFL. Only if you quit. And, and that's because you didn't give yourself enough time to, to get there. That's so great. Um, Matt, once again, thank you. I appreciate you for hopping on and Absolutely. Memorial Day to share honor. the team. Um, of course. Hey, guys, just wanted to let you guys know, um, later on today at 2 p.m., David Chen is going to be doing our phone script workshop, right? So the thing that most people dread, that most people are scared of, um, David's going to go through every objection possible for face-to-face -face and virtual. Um, for those of you that do not know who David is, David joined FFL December of previous year and in his first full year protected 350 families right which is awesome so um he's going to be leading that at 2 p.m the link for that is fflskypzoom.com um ho hopefully you guys hop on and, and do all that good stuff but matt once again thank you so much for you know for hopping on and uh although it is you know memorial day what i can tell you and i my my text messages are blown up everybody's picking up the phone why because telemarketers do not call on memorial day so You'll get your you'll get your dials and appointments set quickly. But Matt, once again, thank you. I appreciate you, brother. If I can do anything to return the favor, please let me know.